I have a confession to make. I had the idea to write a book for years before I finally put pen to paper and published the book. So the big question is this, how do people like me who battle doubt and insecurity push past their fears and publish a book? Well, that is the question, and this podcast is going to give you the answers. So join me as I bring you behind-the-scenes interviews and insights so that you can move forward and publish your book with boldness and courage. My name is Coach Tam, and this is Publishing Secrets. Have I got a treat in store for you today. Listen, if you or someone you know has been waiting on love for a long time, this episode is for you. If you've been thinking about writing and publishing a book for a while, but you get overwhelmed when you think about how much work is involved and tend to stop before you start, then this podcast is also for you. It's what I like to think of as a two-for-one. There are so many people that are going to be blessed by this interview that I had with Dee Dee Patterson, as well as by her book. Her message is, don't settle. Wait on the one that God has for you. So if that message isn't for you, do us a favor. Share this episode with someone that you know needs to believe. And watch the impact of you sharing this episode with that friend or family member and know that when you answer the call, you will create an impact too. Enjoy. All right. Well, Didi, welcome to Publishing Secrets. Looking forward to this discussion today. I will tell you, I'm looking forward to sharing your story. We've had a chance to catch up a little bit here. And I've already shared with you that your story is so inspiring to me as a single woman in her 40s and believing God for that next step that we all look forward to. It's going to be a really, I believe, an inspirational interview for our audience on a few different levels. But let me not get ahead of myself. I want you to introduce yourself to our listening audience, and then tell them a little bit about this book, this first book that you've been led to write. Sure. Thank you for having me on the show. I've been listening to your podcast and the advice you give to authors is amazing. So thank you for the information you provide for others. And again, thank you for having me on the show. So the book that I wrote is about marriage And the name of the book is When You Meet Your Match, MyMatch.com Marriage. And the subtitle is Our 10 Secrets to a Happy Marriage. So like the book title says, my husband and I met on Match.com. And the cool thing is we've had an amazing marriage. And I wrote this book just to give advice to other people who are interested in being married are who who are about to get married, are people who are married and their marriage is not going so well. So I just wanted to provide the tips that my husband and I use to have a happy marriage because it's been amazing so far. And we've been married for 10 years and 
I just wanted to be able to just use our story to help other people. That is so amazing. You know, I find that many authors have had that similar thought. You know, I've gone through this particular challenge or season in my life that I think the lessons that I've learned can be a blessing to others. But many times people don't take the step to actually put it in writing. So I'm so glad that you answered the call to write. You know, as we were talking a little bit earlier and we were talking about, you know, how, you know, when you're dating, how Mm -hmm. challenging of a process that can be. So let's talk a little bit about kind of what led you to the space of, because, you know, there's a lot of uh, stigma, I guess is the word that I will use around online dating. So let's talk a little bit about your journey. How did you end up in a space where you were willing to even consider online dating as an option? So actually, I I was actually dating someone else, someone not online. And we actually went ring shopping. And it was good because I really, really wanted to get married. And I was in my late 20s and I wasn't married yet. And So I was excited about the idea that someone wanted to marry me, but deep down inside, I felt like he did not have the qualities that I always dreamed of when I pictured my husband. He didn't have the qualities, probably out of like, probably, I don't know, the 10 qualities he had, maybe three of them. It it wasn't even close. And I was just thinking to myself one day, I was like, I prayed so long for the right guy for me. Why would God, why would this be the person that God gives me? Like, I felt like that God had someone else for me. And so even though he he was willing to marry me and I actually considered settling, I did break up with him because I felt like God had something else for me. So fast forward to three weeks later, I was actually just enjoying being single so I spent a whole day just watching Lifetime movies. And whenever you're on the channel for a long time, the same commercials come on over and over again. So <laughs> that day, it was like the week before Labor Day and Mash.com was doing a special and a free communications week. So the commercial kept coming on over and over again saying, it's okay to look, it's okay to look. And I actually don't believe, I, well, I didn't believe in online dating. I was like, okay, like I rolled my eyes when I saw the commercial. But finally, after seeing the commercial so much, finally at the end of the evening, I finally did a search. And I did the search for my perfect guy. And it was almost just to prove that it didn't work. So I did a search for a perfect guy. And I did things like over six feet tall because I'm 5'10". Never been married before, no kids, doesn't drink, doesn't smoke, and live within 20 miles of me. So it was just like, this would be my perfect guy. So I did a search, not expecting to see any results. And I was shocked because there was one person on Match.com that met all my criteria. And I was shocked. And then I was thinking, you know, I'm the woman. I can't send an email because I'm the woman. I, I can't. So even though he's a perfect guy for me, but that was a Saturday, Sunday, all day at church, just the whole day, I was just thinking about this guy. It's like, there's actually a guy out there that has all the criteria I would want in a man. So finally, the next night, Sunday evening, I sent him a message saying something like, 
you're the only one on Match.com that met all my criteria. Are you interested in getting to know me? Something like that. And that Monday morning when I woke up, there was a message from him. And to cut a long story short, we've been married for 10 years and marriage has been amazing the entire time. So I think that God just rewarded me for having faith that I broke up with a person that wasn't exactly for me. And I know a lot of women want to settle, like you're tempted to settle, but this book just like reminds people don't settle because I can't imagine having an amazing marriage with that other guy. Not the way I have such a strong marriage with my husband. So this book is just inspirational for people to just not settle. Gosh, I love that so much. You know, we, as we were talking before we officially started getting into the interview, you know, I've heard that, you know, you're being too picky, your list is too long, you're asking for too much. And just to hear that you almost to the point of, well, <laughs> there's not going to be anybody out there, but just your, your willingness to step out in faith and say, well, I'm just going to put in here what I really want. And right. <laughs> then to even hear that it was one person, it was almost like, like God said, Like, I mean, how much better you can't get any better than that scenario. And then then the other thing that I heard, which it it may be a little bit of a girl thing for those that are listening, like we feel like we can't take that first step or initiate um, the conversation. But I mean, who knows if you hadn't, might it have been a different story? So obedience, for sure, um, being willing to step away from something that in your heart, you knew probably wasn't really God's best for you. And then being willing to step outside of the box a little bit in terms of what we expect or what the cultural norms are and just open the door and see what happens. It's it's such an inspiring story. And now 10 years, you two have been married. And now your goal was to take the wisdom that you have learned and put it in a book so that it can help others, which is amazing. Now, I'd like for you to also, let's talk a little bit about The Gap. So you guys have been married for 10 years, but the book is fairly recent. So talk to us a little bit about what got you to a place where you decided, let me let me put these 10 secrets into a book. Sure. So it's always come to mind that I went to share my story, but I think it it was, so I have three kids now. And I think probably during maternity leave one time when I had that gap and I was thinking, what else could I do besides work, do my 95 every day? And I guess that's when I was like, oh, I can write a book. And so probably it was the year before, I think I have a son who's one. And probably when I was on maternity leave with him, I was like, I'm gonna write a book. And I wrote the outline for the book. But I never wrote the book. I don't remember why I didn't. I just never did. But then COVID happened and I was off work for four months. I didn't know it was going to be four months then. I just, we were just sitting home and the first few weeks, I just enjoyed it. I watched TV and I slept late and I just had fun. And then I was like, I should be doing something productive during this time. And And I need to do something here. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So then I thought about the book. Somehow I remembered the book and I pulled out the outline again. I made a few changes and I wrote the book. And what I did was 
since I had an outline, I just make goals for myself. I, I wrote, I mean, decide to do one chapter this week. And my goal is to have two chapters the next week, depending on what was happening that week, I would make a goal. And I had the, my points, but then I also did the research to find experts to back the things that I was saying would make a perfect marriage. And so I use research and telling my story and it pretty much flowed after that. I was actually surprised at how easy it was to write the book. Like a lot of times you think it's like this huge daunting task. But for me, once I wrote the book, I found an editor. I looked up black editors, something like that. And I found an editor and she read through the book and she made the changes. And she also provided instructions on how to get the book posted on Amazon. So I was just surprised at how it wasn't complicated because you just think of it as such a big task, but it, it didn't seem complicated once I did it. Yeah. Wow. There's so many nuggets there. So the idea came at one point, but for whatever reason, just didn't happen in that moment. And I think there's so many people that are listening to us right now that can identify with this. Like, I've thought about doing this before, but for whatever reason, it didn't happen. But I just believe that there's purpose in you listening to this episode today. So prayerfully, something will be said that will inspire you to move forward now. But then you also took advantage of an opportunity that right. you had as well, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I don't blame you. I don't blame you for enjoying <laughs> the first part of your uh, your hiatus, you were like, okay, I'm going to enjoy this. I'm going to live it up because let's be real. How many times in life do we really get to do that? So I could totally get that. <laughs> but then at one point you realize, okay, I can also use this time to be productive. And that's one of the things that came to my mind last year as well is how can I be productive in a pandemic? It doesn't mean just because the world has quote shut down or changed, it doesn't mean that I still can't do something because I can still control what I do. And so you took advantage of that time and that outline, it sounds like was such a help to you. Mm -hmm. Can you talk to us a little bit? Because this is something that I hear many people struggle with. Talk to us a little bit about your process of coming up with the outline. Like, do you remember what that looked like for you? Well, no, I, I was trying to think of what made our marriage work. So I decided to come up with 10 reasons or 10 things that we do to make the marriage work. And so the outline was basically each chapter is a different reason. So I had to come up with each of the different reasons. And that's how I did the outline. And I was actually an English major and my master's is in journalism. So in journalism, you usually it's like three points or you, you have your yep. point. And then you write and that's how you write. And so that's always how I wrote before is I would make sure I knew what points I was going to write. And then that's how that helps me write quickly is once I know each point that I'm going to write. So each chapter is based on a different reason. So that's how I came up with my outline. I love that because uh, when I first got your book, so thank you for uh, sending me a physical copy. I always love, I, I don't know, I'm still old school. I mean, I do have some things on my phone and on my tablet and Kindle, but I appreciate a physical copy of the book as well. And so I remember when I got your book and I opened it up to the table of contents, I love this. So this is a tip for those that are listening. I love it because you can easily understand what you're going to get out of your book Mm -hmm. by looking at the chapter description. And so that may help somebody that's out there, like don't overthink this 
You know, it could be a top 10 list. It could be a top five list. You know, think about what it is that you know, your area of expertise, because often that's what you're writing about. And what are the lessons or the takeaways or the key topics that you would suggest someone um, that wants to achieve what you're talking about in the book? What do they need to know? It can really be that simple. And then it's just a matter of filling in, like you said, the supporting points to whatever that topic or theme is. And so uh, those of you that are listening, take advantage of that tip. Don't overthink this. What is your audience? What do they need to know? What is your advice? What are your tips that can help them to achieve the goal that they have for themselves? So got the outline done and then took advantage of the time to write the book and then got an editor. That's also a really, really important point. I can't tell, I was telling my assistant the other day, I can't tell you how many times, Didi, I don't know if this happens to you. Like, I think I've gotten it. And it happens, especially with emails. And I think that I have spell checked, everything is great, hit send, and then something crazy in me wants to look at what I sent. And then I see a typo or something. I'm like, no, (laughs) I've read 20 times. But for some reason, you know, your eye can just overlook. Exactly. And so having someone else to come behind you just to make sure uh, that everything flows well, you know, catching the typos, the grammar, but also if you get the right editor helping with the flow and, and making sure that it's a good quality product. So it sounds like you got a great editor. Let's talk a little bit about you sharing the manuscript for the book. Talk to us about who you kind of used as your beta readers (laughs) and why you selected them. (laughs) Yes. So when you first write a book, you you don't, well, I was a little insecure. Is this a good book? And so I wanted to get my aunt to read it because she's one of those aunts who tell you like it is no matter what. I knew she was going to be honest with me. And so I sent it to her and I was just surprised that she was, she was like, this is really good. And I was like, really? Because I knew she would be honest if it was a bad book. And she's like, no, this is good. You need to publish this. So that made me feel good about that. She was actually the second reader. Of course, I let my husband read it first because I tell all our business in the book and I just wanted to make sure he was okay <laughs> that all our business is, yeah. is, is, is fine with him. So I read it to my husband. He was, he was okay. He had a few changes. Like he remembered things differently than I did, but he, he was okay. But then my aunt, she was a real, you know, what do you think? And she would have told me if it was horrible, but she was like, this is really good. So that made me feel good that I got her to read the book. Absolutely. I mean, and it's good. I mean, even thankfully in your instance, uh, she was very supportive But I always encourage people to get feedback, though, because it at least allows you to hear a different perspective. Um, You may not decide to change uh, your book. That's the great thing about self-publishing is your book. So it could be whatever you want it to be. Um, But getting those perspectives can often be helpful. And sometimes it does help us in the process of writing. So fast forward, the book is published thanks to help from your editor and then providing the steps. Um, and that process went fairly uh, straightforward for you. What about now? What do you find to be your biggest challenge today? You know, a lot of times, you know, what we think about is, you know, the hard part is getting the book done. But you and I both know that that's only one step of the process. So talk to us about kind of what you're up against now and how you're handling that. 
Okay, so the biggest obstacle is time. So when I was off work, I had so much time. I was able to produce the book and I actually started a blog. So I had time to write articles in the blog, but then I went back to work and I just feel like I don't have as much time. So I'm trying to find time to to make my schedule a little bit more flexible and I'm doing a detail somewhere and I'll be able to choose somewhere else to work. And I'm, I'm looking for a more flexible position where I can do a better job marketing the book. I know, cause I know it will help a lot of people. There's a lot of people right now looking, a lot of people were alone during COVID and they're probably looking for a spouse right now. And they're probably doing online dating and they would love to hear my story. So I want to do a better job at marketing and finding that time to get on more podcasts like your <laughs> podcast and yeah, just do a better job marketing, just finding the time and freeing up my, my life, I guess, to be able to do that. No, that's so real because many of the authors that I talk to and the aspiring ones uh, that are thinking about doing it, they face that same challenge, right? Is I've got this full-time job that I'm using to fund my current lifestyle and the dream uh, that mm-hmm. God placed in my heart. And you're also a wife and a mom. And so you've got all these different roles that you play. And so it can be challenging to find the time. And we know that, you know, in order for people to find out about the book, we have to get out there and market it. But, you know, as you were sharing about COVID and uh, so many people being alone, I also want to share just something for you to think about as you move forward with your career. Also remember that it's been over a year since people have been dating. That's a long time. (laughs) Even if you were very, and not everyone is, but even if you were very actively dating, many people kind of put things completely on pause for that entire year. So they may even be nervous about getting back out there and dating. You know, what does that look like? You know, there's so much I think that you could explore there with your angle. And because there are mixed views, I'll say it that way, on online dating, the fact that yours worked out positively and that you you know, honored God and how you did that is an amazing, amazing story. So uh, we'll be standing with you and praying with you that the time is created so that you can get this message out there and inspire more people. So let's make sure that people know how to uh, stay up to date with what you're doing and so that they can get a copy of the book. What is the best place for us to go to see what's going on with you? Sure. So I started a blog and it's just my name. D-E-E-D-E-E Patterson, P-A-T-T-E-R-S-O-N.com. So ddpatterson.com. And yeah, and I'm writing a blog and providing my views on marriage and dating. And it's actually called From Dating to Dream Life because I went from the craziness of dating and I did get to the dream life that I wanted as a wife and a mother of three kids. So if you want to see what's going on with me going to the blog is the best place right now. Good deal. Good deal. So Publishing Secrets family, make sure that you go out to Didi's website, check out the blog. And then for anyone that you know that is looking for their perfect match or is in a marriage that they'd like to see become better, definitely share with them when you meet your match, mymatch.com marriage. There's so many great nuggets in this book. 
And I'd love for you, before we wrap up, Didi, I'd love for you to share just one more nugget with our listening audience. You know, there's so many people that are listening right now that have a story to tell. Their test has become a testimony, but for whatever reason, they're hesitating on taking that step. What is your number one piece of advice that you would give to that aspiring author who needs the courage to move forward? Yeah, so the advice I would give everyone is that life is short and chase your dreams now. My mother actually passed away uh, a year before I wrote the book. It was Thanksgiving of 2019. And we had no idea that that was the last time that she would be alive. She she even posted on Facebook the day before saying she was looking forward to Thanksgiving dinner. So there was no clues that that was her last day. And so for her dying, it motivated me to chase my dreams because I always thought, you know, I have time sometime in the future to do the things that I want to do. But I realized I'm not promised a future. Like uh, half a million people just died of COVID. And they, I mean, no one expected to die that soon. I don't think any of them expected that their lives were going to end that soon. So you don't know when your last day will be. And a book is a great way to leave a legacy because even when I'm gone, my book will still be there and people will be able to read the motivation, the story and the message to not settle and to wait for the right person to marry. So I just caution people to realize that life is short and you might as well just chase your dreams now because now was the best time to do it. And once I did it, once I wrote the book, I was like, what was I waiting for? It was, it was more simple than I thought it would be. I always thought it was just this huge undertaking, but it wasn't that bad. So go ahead and just start making the steps towards finishing or writing your book. And yeah, just do it. Well, I hope that you have enjoyed this week's episode of Publishing Secrets where our mission is to inspire you to write, publish, and profit in a way that honors God. If this episode has been a blessing to you, go ahead and hit that subscribe button, then rate and review. And if you want support in your journey, whether you are a current author or an aspiring author, then join us on Facebook in the Christian Authors Network. Wherever you are in your journey, we have the best next step for you. So join us there and get the support that you need to make the impact that you have been called to make. Until next time, God bless.